All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50, I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada, the parts you need when you want them. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Hanson Distillers. My name is Mark Majot, joined in studio by Bagged Milk. Yes, and sir. One, no, no, Wanye, today is Chris the Intern. Is it still Chris the Intern? You'll always be yeah. an intern. Yeah. It's like Rick the Temp. Yeah, you'll always be Chris the Intern. I'm going to fight that every day okay. for the rest of my life. But. There was like two months ago, he went in our back end mm-hmm. at Oilers Nation and he tried to change his name oh, on the system and it just ended up screwing things up that when you clicked on his name, then nothing appeared. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to do the whole secret thing behind yeah. the boss's back and then it just blew up in my face, but... You can call me the new Wanye today. The new Wanye, that's, that's very fair. It's very fair. Welcome to your welcome to the interrogation room. It's this is really your first time fancy. In here. Yeah, it's a lot more fancy than I thought it was going to be. Really? No, I, that was a lie. I was okay. trying to make you guys feel better. I was, we were talking about, it's like, to me, this room is like, if you got in trouble in gym class and you got pulled into the back of the gym, this is the gym teacher's room because the desk is awful. Yeah. Because the gym teacher doesn't need a desk, <laughs> nor there's, does he really need a room. So there's stains on the floor, or no, this is where they keep the blue mats, the thin blue <laughs> yes. mats. You'd have to go lug them out. Or this also looks like that weird sick room that every school had with like an old cot. Oh yeah, that smelled like a hospital, even though you weren't this in is the sick room. Yeah, this is kind of how this, this room uh, feels. But uh, welcome, bag milk. It's been a couple weeks since we chatted. I know I got the boot from last week. You did. You did. Well, there was there's heavy hitters and stuff. I know, like week. that's understandable. One is like, hey. No podcast this week. I was like, why not? Oh, we already recorded one. We, we, I mean, it was a pretty big deal. You, Fair enough. Even if you wanted to, I don't think you could fit a fourth <laughs> chair in this no, room, No, this is pretty cramped. This is pretty cramped in here. Uh, but we're talking the podcast last week. Make sure you listen to everything that's wrestling with you, Conjack. There's going to be a lot of really good stuff coming out of that. Uh, there's a lot to get to. Obviously, lots of Oiler news we'll hit up. But usually in this first segment, we just go around the horn and talk about completely useless shit. I got to MC Star Wars tonight at the Oil Kings. Game How was that? Saturday. It was a lot of fun. What did the hosting duties entail? A lot of boys you haven't lived until you've had to sprint around <laughs> Roger's place wearing a full <laughs> Rebel pilot costume. Oh, that's good. So I get there nice and early. And the, kudos to the Oil Kings. Like, everything was perfect. They said, hey, here's the script. Look over it. Here's your co-host, Josh. Shout out to Josh. I had a lot of fun working with him. So the first period, I got to wear the custom jersey that they made. I haven't had a jersey with my own name on it since probably junior high. So nice. that was pretty cool. I got that. And then the second period, uh, we had these Rebel Pilot outfits. So the orange with the white. And so we're running around all over, going from one section to do t-shirt tosses and everything. And uh, my girlfriend was at the game with a couple of her friends. No, I had met their friends, be- her friends before, but still trying to make a good impression. Of course. 
So I got to run past my girlfriend and like four of her best friends dressed like a jackass. Like, oh, I can't talk right now. The force yeah, needs me. So I ran amazing. across, did that, and got to dress like a Jedi. I got the comfortable costume. Did you get to shoot uh, did you get to shoot the t-shirt gun? No, I didn't. I was really close to it, but I got to high five Louie, and they they didn't let me have t-shirt gun privileges yeah. just yet. I got the comfy costume in the third period, though. The Jedi, my buddy yeah. Josh, the other, he got the Vader. He had a lot of work to do. He was struggling. The whole thing? Like the, the whole, whole garb? thing, man. Oh, top man. to bottom. Like it was robe and I would dress like that anyways on a Saturday night. But it was really cool to see the mixture of... It was more, in my opinion anyways, it was more Star Wars fans coming to a hockey event yeah. rather than hockey fans going to Star Wars event. It was really cool. The, Lots of amazing costumes. The jerseys looked slick. They were really, I was really slick. Uh, it was a really cool time. So thanks to the Kings for having me out. And, you know, we don't really see... I know it's the pros, but the Oilers don't really have too many theme nights. Hey? Like mm-hmm. They have, obviously, Hockey Fights Cancer, Military Appreciation yep. Night, the big ones, but... Not really a lot of fun themes. Maybe they don't There's need no, it. There's uh, no take your dog to Roger's place. No. And would you like to see that? Uh, I mean, there'd be a lot of dogs, not a lot of room. But in general, yeah, they need to do more. Is that a I, thing? Take your dog to... At baseball games, sure. Oh, well, yeah, Absolutely. but not... You've never seen it at a hockey no, game No, they should do that, though. Too bad. There's some crazy promotions and like... Baseball, I think, lends for the craziest promotions, mm-hmm. right? The single A, the double A, the triple A. You got to fill 82 nights on a calendar. Yep. So, yeah, it's bring your dog to the park or it's bring your cat to the park. I won't. I don't. I don't know if we're ever going to see that at Oiler NHL games. Even I don't think enough people dress up on Halloween going just That's to a true. game. That's true. You used, know what I mean? It used to be, a, I think when I was a kid going to games, you would see that on the Saturday before Halloween. But I don't know. Maybe the fans that were dressed up maybe got priced out. Is that something to potentially look at? Maybe. Maybe. A lot of fun police going on. Yeah, could possibly. We were, ha- we were having some reports on Twitter just, well, I mean, the Oilers have been bad. Oh. but Have they? <laughs> I, mean, I, never, I never noticed. When you yeah. cheer too loud that the people would be kind of like, quiet down. Like, come on, really? It's very I feel like if you're going to spend that much money to get into the building, do whatever you need to do you to just, make, just yeah. get yourself through those couple of hours, especially these days. If you're like a family of four, tickets alone will cost you like $800, $900. Like, that's more than my rent per yeah. month for yeah. one night. So it's really interesting. Thank you again to the Oil Kings for having me with that. That was a lot of fun, and I'm all in favor. If any other WHL teams are listening, I'm more than available to host your Star Wars nights. Yeah. like Me I mean, too, actually. Yeah, if, well, it, while, while we were talking about it, I'm available too. Is there anything else you'd like to host? Like, What would be your ideal event to host? I've always wanted to host a game show. Really? Do you know what I mean? Like, Drew Carey's got it. The best job ever hosting the yeah. prices right now. He just goes up there, he points at things. He's like, Here, you spin the wheel, holds the tiny, skinny microphone in people's face. And yep. he gets paid like $20 million to do that. This Chris? may not sound very cool, but I've never, and it's on my bucket list to MC a wedding. Really? Yeah. You actually want to do it's that? It's so simple. Yeah. I, I honestly have like jokes in my head that I oh, keep wow. in the back of my mind that I like pick from other weddings to use. For my first wedding MC job. So there you go. If anyone here is getting married in the not too distant future, Chris would be willing I'm to MC your wedding. I got jokes. And you wouldn't even ask for payment. Just just feed him drinks all night. Yeah. Feed him Hanson Distillery all night. Where it Ooh. gets crazy. I've 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 MC'd a few weddings now. Where it gets weird is if there's like a weird vibe in the room, whether it's, you know, family not really getting along or like at my buddy Mark's wedding a couple years ago, I was the uh I officiated the wedding. I oh, was wow. like, I, I did the vows, I did the whole thing. Are they still legally married? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. That's it the best part about it day. is that I did the whole thing, but then they had like somebody behind me going like, all right, is this like for real? And then like, you got to come over here and sign these documents behind this tree. So people pretend like that lady wasn't there. It was all just oh, me. Wow. But anyway, there were some really religious family members on the, on the bride side. And they were just not fans of having one of, like, the groom's drunk buddy up there reading vows and, like, marrying <laughs> their granddaughter. Do you know what I mean? It was just, oh, yeah. like, a weird thing. That's the thing about, I think we've all been to some cringeworthy weddings. When you said it's usually uh, the family on the one side is more elderly or they're religious. You can tell within uh, two minutes of the host starting to talk. Well, we'll see yeah. the way this wedding You know exactly gonna go. how it's going to go. Yep. I had a buddy get married, like, a year ago, two years ago, and I was the MC at the wedding. And I was saying jokes that I knew my friends would laugh at. There was, you know, one of my best friend's weddings. There was a whole crew of us. What ended up happening was that they flew right over some people's heads. They were two inside. 
Others were just completely offended by the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then you had a table of 20 guys in the back just cracking up (laughs) laughing with nobody else in the room laughing. Just crickets and a table of 20 assholes loving every minute of it. And that's the thing. Do you want to entertain, like, the bride and groom who's, it's their day, or do you want to, like, find an equal balance? (laughs) Feast or famine, man. Yeah, exactly. You just described my career in radio. Yeah. Uh, It's real. I tell you, we'll take a quick time out. As we mentioned earlier, there's stuff going around in the Edmonton Oilers. We'll get back to that. We'll talk some beats. We'll talk Yamamoto. We'll talk more. This is a Real Life Podcast. It's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parks.cat.com. We're back on the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Hanson Distilleries. Majot, a bagged milk, and Chris the intern. Much like Rick the Temp. Yeah, that is a very good comparison. You're senior intern, though. Yeah, I am senior intern, making my way up there. Or you're maybe like the Daily Show. You're the correspondent, mm-hmm. like a senior yeah. correspondent of whatever. Yeah, fair. The correspondent's got their own show, though. That eventually. is very you know true. What I mean? Not a lot of people know that Rick the Temp hates that nickname, though. I would imagine if yeah. I were Rick the Temp. Like everyone's like, that. "Oh, he loves it." He like, did it you for should a love long time, though. A yeah. long and apparently really good dude. I've never met him, but I've heard incredibly good stories. He about does a great job. Do kids? Do they know who we're talking about? By the way, does anyone born yeah. after like On- the year? 1996. Like if I say Sookie and Lee, do you know what I'm talking about? I do, but uh, I don't. I honestly didn't really know who Rick the Temp was before. Yeah. Like these guys started educating really? me. Really? Yeah. Who was so, like your first much music VJ? You remember? I couldn't name one. Really? Yeah. Do you remember Bradford Howbag? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. He was the first guy to win the uh, the VJ contest. Rainbow Sun Franks. Uh, yes, I remember that as well. Oh, 100. Yes. percent well, we Bill Walishka, oh. when they, I was so excited when he came to A Channel and he was doing the breakfast show or whatever it was called. Briefly, but yes, Bill Walishka used to have yeah. the long hair, Electric oh, Circus. Yeah. We'll do a throwback, much music edition. <laughs> yeah, One just day. name your favorite DJ. <laughs> Tweet at us. the podcast. So right now, though, obviously, we'll get into the Oilers stuff. Kyler Yamamoto was sent down. We taped this on a Monday. He was sent down earlier today. No really surprises, but no. I think the biggest surprise that the Oilers right now is we tape this. They're going out east. It's a tough road trip. We've got the Islanders, the Devils, the Rangers, and the Capitals. Uh, back-to-back games Saturday night, four, eight, and one. <laughs> Lots going wrong. McDavid's still over a point a game, but He's still on pace for a hundred points. <laughs> the gloves are off with Oiler fans, it seems right now. And last year, a lot of things went right for them, yes. but in the first six or so of the season, they've yet to win back-to-back games. And I don't think the pitchforks are out just yet, but some people are sharpening them, and they're pointed directly at ninety-seven. And I just don't get that. I don't get it either. Of all the things that you can say are wrong with the Edmonton Oilers, is that really what you're pointing your finger at? Do you know what I mean? The guy who's on pace for 100 point. Chris did the math. Yeah, 101 points. 101 points. How many more points do you want the kid to get? Yeah, oh, he's yeah. doing it by himself. He's on. He literally, what was the graphic the other night? 53% of the goals he's involved in, something like that? Mm-hmm. So maybe fans are upset that that's the only place the offense is coming from? <laughs> Listen, he can't play net. He refuses to play on the first pairing on D. Yeah, this guy's not doing is not doing enough. He's not pulling his weight. It's crazy to me. It is. It's. It's. I. I, I sound like a broken record, but again, a lot of things went right for the Edmonton Oilers last sure. year that just aren't really going this way this year. In the game against Detroit, I'm not going to say it was a benching, but playing less than six minutes in the final two periods. That's probably the closest to a benching yeah. David will probably ever get. It's probably gotten since he was uh, five years old. Are you guys still as confident as you were when the season started? No. <laughs> no? Unfortunately no. not. I no. mean, they're definitely better than the record. That I have no doubt in my mind that the Oilers are better than their record right now. But we're very much approaching Jason Greger's golden rule of American Thanksgiving. Yep. And they're not on the right side of that, of that line in the sand, you know what I mean? So... Sure, there's reason to be concerned, I think. I was still feeling relatively positive and good a Sunday morning. Yeah, Chris went to the game. Detroit game. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. So. so, like, I was like, pretty winnable game. Like, <laughs> we got this, but now I'm just crushed. Like, st- hopes are still high, but... 
Afternoon starts, man. But correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. You did get to partake in the Sportsnet Lounge. I did. Food and Ooh, festivities. First time. How was that? I didn't even know what was going on in the game. Like, Detroit <laughs> kept scoring. I was eating, like, double of everything. How Amazing. was that? It was probably better than the game itself, wasn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, I was the happiest I've ever been coming out of a 4 nothing loss. <laughs> like, it was, it was amazing. And Oilers fans have seen their fair share of 4 nothing losses over the last right. uh, 10 years. So, like, the arrows are not all pointing at McDavid. Some are. I feel a lot of arrows are pointing at uh, Peter Shirelli, the GM. His offseason moves really haven't panned out just yet. But a lot of arrows, and this is what kind of gets me upset, a lot of arrows are pointed at Coach Todd McClellan. Which I find funny. Yes, I think it's funny, but I also think it's a little embarrassing, really. Like, Todd McClellan has done, I believe, an excellent job sure. getting this team back up to just respectability and then trying to improve on what the base he built with them. I don't know where this heat is coming from, Todd McClellan. I agree with you. I think right now he has to, like, he's done an excellent job last year. He did an excellent, like, he's been doing an excellent job. Right now he has to find a way to re-motivate the mm-hmm. team because what he did last year and what he tried to do this year isn't working. So he, he has to like find a way to adapt and like almost re motivate the team and like find something new that they could work off They're of. They're going to go on those camping trips in Jasper, you uh, know, yeah. where oh, they like yeah. build lean twos and stuff and sleep outside. The funny thing to me is the people that kind of turned on him so quickly, like you said, Mash, almost as though he forgot how to coach sometime between the second round of the playoffs and October. I find that really odd. Not to mention, He's using the pieces that were given to yep. him. So, to me, and I know you mentioned Shirelli's getting some arrows, that's where my arrows yep. are kind of going. Over McClellan, for sure. The, I, one more thing for me about, about Todd McClellan is he really coached a lot of different types of teams in San Jose. He's, he, he's, he's coached teams that underachieved, and he's probably coached maybe teams that overachieved. So I think he knows what he's doing. His staff has been together for a long time, so I don't think that's the issue. But, yep, Todd McClellan, I think his off or Peter Shirley, excuse me, his off-season moves, I think you can maybe point to some of those raise a spocky eyebrow, but their number one defenseman was also out until Mm -hmm. the end of this month, maybe even sooner. So that's a big deal, but it's hard to just put the Oilers are bad because of blank. A lot of things are going wrong, and I believe, too, for already getting into four-point games, I think they've only maybe dropped one or two of those as we tape this right now. So schedule's tough, but this East East Coast road trip... (laughs) For whatever reason, I just believe the Oilers usually struggle when they go out east. Out east and afternoon games are this team's kryptonite. Yeah. And they get a double dip of that on yeah, Saturday. Uh... The, the interesting thing will be, like you said, this weekend they're playing Jordan Eberle, yep. who was on the Jason Greger show today I listened to, and I heard him say that he's going to put some money up on the board to motivate the boys, which is always great to yep. hear from uh, an opposing scorer that is actually doing very well right now. No, uh, no, I'm not bitter. But then they go right back to, to see New Jersey yep. again. Who's still playing really well. And it's like the irony of needing scoring and then going to face Jordan Everly and Taylor Hall like so quickly is it's just it's delicious at points. It's like the hockey gods kind of knew what they were doing. And then after that, you go to New York. If you guys remember correctly, the last game Dallas Aikens coached with the Oilers was an embarrassing loss to the Rangers in which Henrik Lundqvist was basically laughing at the franchise in a post-game interview. Yeah. So, and a lot of people said this on their last road trip, it'll be good for the boys to get out there and kind of get away from all the distractions. And maybe people are saying that again with this road trip, but they've, the first six of the season could not have gone worse than it did. Do you guys buy those cliches, by the way? Like, oh, now it's great to go on the road. And if they lose on the road, they're going to be like, oh, you know what? It's great to go back home. Like, what do you, do you, do you buy that at all? I pretty much buy into anything when like we're losing <laughs> this badly right now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, fair yes. enough. I am looking forward to our schedule getting more routine. Like we we've been playing every three days, every four days. Like I think that might have a small effect. Granted, I'm just looking for any reason to yeah, that's... excuse this losing. But hopefully, like we some back to back games, some like multiple games in a road trip will help us out. But... The the optimism is nice. It's yeah. kind of needed with, with certain Oilers fans. Uh, we yeah. touched on Yamamoto quickly. It'll be really weird, but you got to think Oilers fans are going to be pulling hard for Team USA, or they want Team Team USA to win silver and Canada beats them in the final. Yamamoto has like fourteen points in six games. I think I that's think best so, case right? scenario for Oilers fans. I mean, right? he's already lost a month, so you know he's got a lot of catching up to do in yep. that uh, Spokane with the WHL scoring race. Um, but yeah, like you said, the World Junior is going to be great to watch him kind of in his element. And mm-hmm. the thing that I think to the Oilers' credit that they did was they didn't do the pulley RV, they didn't do the dry sidle where they played him until game 30, whatever it was, and then send him down. They recognize, all right, this is probably not going well, we're going to send him down. But 
to his credit, you know, he looked fine during nine yeah. games, and he goes back to Spokane with a month's worth of NHL paychecks yeah. in his pocket, and God bless him, he's going to be big dick swinging down in the <laughs> WHL, <laughs> buying the boys some, buying the boys whatever. And... uh that's my favorite part about that is like how big much dick swinging. Yeah, yeah how, <laughs> how, a big fan. how big, a big of fan. a hero is he going to be going back to Spokane, oh, yeah. back to his teammates? Like, yeah, amazing. And I'll say, like, I think Yamamoto. I think what he did was probably best case scenario. I sure. did not expect him to have an impact. I know he didn't actually score a goal, but I think he was able to keep up the best that someone under 160 pounds and five foot nine could possibly do playing his first NHL action. I mean, when they drafted him in June, and I saw him. And then, you know, Harrison Cates is towering over him on the draft stage. And you're like, oh, my God, they drafted the wrong kid. <laughs> but then if you had asked me, told me then that he was going to play nine games before getting sent back to junior, I would have been like, you're crazy. Get out of here. <laughs> so I, to his full credit to him, he did more than anyone would have expected when he was drafted. He didn't really get pushed around too much like I expected to do. He got he got muscled off the puck yep. a lot, but he's shifty. He's quick. Like he's, I think he surprised a lot of people. So looking forward to the next time he comes back up. They are currently right now, and by they I mean the Oilers, four or five games under 500, depends if you believe overtime losses, whatever. Is Do you guys agree? Is it U.S. Thanksgiving? Is it Christmas? What's the latest this team needs to get back to 500, in your opinion? When is U.S. Thanksgiving again? Uh, like the end of this month, the twenty okay, we'll eighth or whatever. Off the top of my head, have to, they have That's to it. by U.S. Thanksgiving for sure. Have so, to. It starts. I mean, the stats that are coming out now from guys like Elliot Friedman, where it's something like, I don't know, eight teams that are four points out of the playoffs or something start in November never make or make it or something like that. I was like, oh my god, this is just grim situations right now. We are smashing the panic button. Still hopeful. Hopefully smashing the panic button as though something will wake the boys up. Uh, you, you, I know you're hoping them to get back to 500 oh my soon, yeah. So how, how did, for those who don't know, explain what you're doing until the Oilers get back to 500. It started with one man. <laughs> it started with one man. And his name starts. was Dan. Uh, Nation Dan. Dan. He made a bet when the Oilers lost the first, you know, the first two games or whatever of the season. And he made a bet that he was not going to wear pants. He was going to wear shorts and a t-shirt. Every day until the Oilers got themselves back to 500, thinking that, oh, that'll be, you know, by the end of the week kind of thing. Well, now we're four or five games under 500, depending on how you look at it. Dan is still wearing shorts and t-shirts, despite the fact that there's snow on the ground. Yeah, if you're not in Edmonton, it's basically winter now. Like, since Halloween, Mm -hmm. this is pretty much what we get for the next six months now. Yeah, I mean, he's rolling, like... I asked him this morning when he walked because he was at the at the Edmonton Detroit game as well. I'm like, were people staring at you considering you're wearing shorts? He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I people saw him think- after the game. My I drove by him in my Uber. <laughs> like he stuck out like a sore thumb and it was shorts. Of course, is the guy wearing shorts when it's 12 yeah, degrees below zero outside? So because of Dan, we kind of put out. People were making sacrifices. We're calling it hashtag sacrifice for 500. People are doing weird stuff. Some are not going to eat sugar. Some are doing forced exercise. Some are doing. Uh, you know, oh, there's one guy that's watching the uh, the Chris Pronger trade press uh, yeah. conference <laughs> after after every loss until they get back to 500. There's others watching the Dallas Aikens welcome press conference. There's all kinds of just dark moments out there. And for myself, I decided that you know what, I'm going to eat a can of beets after every Oilers loss till they get to 500. And boy, do I regret that decision. Yesterday was Can 1. Oh, so you, you just started then. So you're, you're just on this. Yeah. Just begun. I had a horrible idea before the New Jersey game. They won. Feeling pretty good about my idea. Get blown out by Detroit. So I finished my can of beets by the end of the third period, and like the stomach started rolling like an hour later. What I didn't notice, or what I didn't know, was how much fiber is in beets? Oh, so you got good poops though. Oh yeah, we're gonna be Great regular poops. milk for good for you. Many many weeks to come. I feel like as long as I'm eating these beets, awful. So the bathroom at Nation HQ is basically do not disturb an old baggy milky or what was Jim Jerome calling you? Milky bag, Milky Way. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, so basically, yeah. if they see you walk in, do you have to put a sock on the door? Yeah, and <laughs> like, there's notes everywhere saying you do not have colon cancer, kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Like it's just beets. Okay. Amazing how many people want to talk about your shits when you're when you're eating cans of beets after losses, but it's out there. God bless I, you, people. One time I tweeted about eating asparagus, and my first six replies are about smelly piss. So of course, the internet's weird. Chris, are you no. doing anything to sacrifice? I'm. I don't have anything picked right now. No? There was like Dan tried to get me to give up chicken strips. 
And you love chicken strips. I love right? chicken yeah. strips, but that's not like it's not enough for me. Yeah. First of all, he he tried this thing on Twitter where it got enough for retweets, but he wasn't even close. No. So no. suck it He's down. Like not even in the ballpark. No, I wasn't even close. And I called it beforehand. Yeah. But I need I need something a little bit more because like I might not even have chicken strips for like a week, and no, that'll okay. be three games, and then maybe back at five hundred already. So need something a little more ballsy, not like eating beets ballsy, but. Maybe I don't know. But before Still brainstorming. We'll get back to this for a quick second. I want to get your thoughts on chicken strips. If you're the connoisseur. <laughs> of course. Yes. How do you feel about boneless chicken wings? I like them. I like them. Some yeah. people say it's cheating because they're essentially just spicy McNuggets. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just a nugget. But they're pretty good, though, aren't oh, they? Always. I think boneless wings always. have almost taken over bone-in wings. Uh, Regardless of what you call them, to me, it's delicious. Yeah. You can call it a boneless wing. You can call it a nugget. I don't care. I'm eating all of them. Yeah, I agree. I I think bone-in wings can't be beat, yeah. but uh, boneless wings are kind of a healthy middle when you don't feel like chicken strips or actual wings. It's like popcorn chicken, man. I'm at a bar every yep. Sunday for NFL, I just crush the boneless chicken wings. Have to. Mm-hmm. Get an order at the start of the afternoon games and one at halftime, and I'm good for the rest yep. of the day. It's I always like to, uh, like if we're at the Pine or something on Wing Wednesday, I always like to look around the bar and see if anybody's on dates. I try ah. to guess because that's a ballsy move. Wings on a date. That is. That's actually. when you get boneless wings. See, ah. like when you want to keep it clean, boneless wings is your mm. option. That actually is a very interesting date idea, right? You learn a lot about someone by kind of wings they get too. Hundred percent. Yeah, I try to avoid just like even like large groups of people in general. I try to avoid wings unless I'm like with work. <laughs> I, don't care about that. I was gonna yeah. say you're a liar. I've seen you eat wings <laughs> well, like, with in you, vast I don't groups care. of people. Yeah. I don't care what I look like in front of you when I eat wings. Uh, so if you guys have any suggestions on what Chris can do, please tweet us. Yes, yes. tweet at us. We still have, well, tech, I say five games under 500 because they're four, eight, and one. Oh, I'm going five. Yeah, that's what the it is. The OTL okay. counts as a loss yeah, to me. I agree. Yeah. So, we, so we still have some time to figure this out. Tweet us what you think Chris should either give up or do after every single game. Uh, I have terrible willpower, so I will not be doing anything. <laughs> anything I don't you blame t- you. Anything you tell me to do, I will cheat like mm-hmm. right away. So if you tell me not to play video games, I'm going home to play Call of Duty right away. Yeah, of so course. Don't worry about that. Uh, still lots of work to be done for the Edmonton Oilers, and uh, we'll see what happens down the stretch. I think that they're better than where they should be. There were some games there, especially in the first like five or so, where you're like, oh man, if they had just like, got a save, they would have won that. Mm-hmm. Now they're starting to get some saves. Now if they could just shoot and not hit the post or miss. Like, man, I don't know if I've ever seen a team miss as many nets yes. as the Oilers are missing so right now. So frustrating. From in the slot, from the point, hitting glass, going way, just way wide. Like, it's wild. What will happen to this fan base? We're getting way out of ourselves, but you already mentioned, I think some fans have smashed the panic button. Oh, yeah. Is there going to be any remnants of the panic button left, say, if they four games under five hundred around Christmas? Like, what is this team? Will there be loot? I think there's already looters in the streets right now. People yeah. are furious. There will be. I think if, especially if no moves are done, like if Shelly or... Like no moves are done with the team before Christmas, and they're still losing and still well below 500. I think we're going to see the same type of fans in the decade of darkness who are like, "I'm done with this team. Take my jersey. Never watching again until me, next year." And for me, that's when I hope like the humor of Oilers fans starts to come yeah. out. Do you know what I mean? We've yep. been through worse than this. We still have Connor McDavid. They may be losing, but we still have Connor McDavid. Regardless of what the callers on Gregor's show and the texters will say. We still have Connor McDavid. So, you know what? If we got to bust out the here comes the Oilers hashtag for the last six months of the year, then by God, we will bust out that hashtag. And it makes me feel better just like looking forward. Say we do <laughs> like the season as a write off, then it will, at least we'll have Twitter humor. That, that, is, that is very, very true. Out of all the games so far, what has made from the Nation HQ point of view, what's made the fans the angriest? Because I think like the the Venom was out after that Detroit loss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a big one. Uh, the Senators loss. I also that was a bad one as well. Those are a couple that jumped to mind. Getting pumped by it was the Senators and I, I'm without gonna screw Carlson. up your order. Yeah, without, without Carlson. Carlson. And again, the Jets, like a couple nights later without Bufflin, and then Carolina just spanks them. I was just like, Oh man, this is bad. And then when you look at today we were Chris and I were talking about it at the office, like their goal differential is horrible. Amazingly, Arizona's is somehow worse. Because they have Clayton Keller. <laughs> or like yeah. Clint Keller's the only yeah. person scoring goals for Arizona. Yeah. But like the fact that the Oilers can't score any goals is wild. Very. Especially when we have a pretty similar offense than we did. Like that's the, the, one of the most frustrating things bef- besides like Benoit Puglia and Jordan, I believe. <laughs> I mean, Benoit Puglia. I like how you said Puglia first. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> besides those two, pretty similar offense. Like why are we not producing the same? Uh, 
I think the, one of the major differences from last year is a guy like uh, the New Jersey game, least, for example. Drake Kajula got on the scoreboard mm, for yeah. the first time all season long. And granted, he missed a bit of time, but there were games last year where, you know, Drake Kajula would have a nice offensive night. Anton Slapashev would have yep. a nice offensive night, whereas those nights really aren't coming right now. Even last year. doesn't have one. Yeah. Know. When he was having good offensive nights last year, people were like, "Yeah, he could replace Everly." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Line, but uh... exactly, and yeah, like a guy like Cassian, who's just again not getting the breaks and is getting a lot of penalty, like that broken stick penalty against Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think was kind of like the if you could just point to one play of the Oilers season right now, you could almost maybe point to that as just nothing has gone right. Yes. He tries to kick it with the broken stick in his hand and then kind of argues the call, and then you just see the color drain from his. Oh, okay, I'm calling Fine. it though. I think Cassian has a huge second half though. Where do you think the Oilers end up like going forward, Maj? You've asked us. Now yeah. we need to ask you. I do believe they'll eventually right the ship because I do think, have we seen Connor McDavid flat out hijack a game yet this season? Maybe Not once really. or twice. I think that's going to happen a couple times. I still think Dreisaitl is going to just have a couple absolutely crazy games. I think Cam Talbot's going to start stealing games as well because when Cam Talbot arrived in Edmonton, they hadn't had a goalie flat out steal them wins in a long time. Yes. And there was nights last year where Talbot stole them victories. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You look at an 80 game schedule, 82 game schedule, I really believe it comes down to 40. There's 40 games, 20, no no matter what you do, you're going to win. The team's on a back to back, whatever. And there's 20 you're going to lose no matter what you do. So I think. Just early on in the year, they've run into those no matter what you're going to do, you're going to lose type of games. And yeah, I think just honestly too, could see once it rains, it pours. This offense could just flat out explode one night for six or seven goals and who knows. But I'm still not throwing in the towel just yet. Having said that, the first six of the season could not have gone worse (laughs) than it's gone. Yeah, just horrible. And looking at the standings head, you got to look at who's going to drop off. Does anyone think Vegas is going to keep rolling? It's amazing, though, right? It's very amazing, but... Like, the story is crazy. James Neal's going to score 200 goals. He is, yeah. yes. It's unbelievable. They're going to rename the Richard Trophy the James Neal Trophy. Exactly. They're and on their 10th goalie. That's, a, that's, that's the, most, the yeah. that's the biggest thing for me. Is like, like I'm, yeah. Wow. I'm super happy for them, but I'm also going to be really happy when they start falling off the cliff and just be where they should be in the standings. So that's, that's one team that you hypothetically or could hop over. I know we have a feud with the Canucks Army, but like, how are the Canucks doing what they're doing? Yeah, yeah, I don't think that'll last either. No, that's when that'll definitely drop off. So And just the schedule, like it's just been tough not to make excuses. Everyone's got to go through. But I, I do believe they'll write the ship uh, the way the f- first bit is gone. I probably don't think they'll host the first round of the playoffs, <laughs> but I do think they'll sneak into one of those wild card spots, and who knows what happens. But I just think that the big three, McDavid, Drysaddle, and Talbot, is that who you guys do the big three as as well for the Oilers? Yeah, and this year, and I know I'm biased, I'm the biggest fanboy, but man, New just have yeah. a great year. Oh, Absolutely. Well, so good. Let, let's talk about Nuge right now, and that's one of, the, one of those players whose play is really getting lost in the cloud of what's gone wrong. Well, sure. what's gone right is Nuge Hopkins is leading the team in goals right now as we record this and has been... Safe to say the most consistent player through 13 games for the Oilers? 100%. And yeah. like the things that he was getting knocked for, the things that he wasn't doing, that people were like, oh, if he doesn't do this, he's got to go, like face-offs. Right now he's at like 57% on the year as we record He worked this. on it. Like that's, Amazing. You can tell he worked on it. The, the new rules probably help. He worked on it. People are, oh, he's not scoring goals. Well, now he's leading the team in goals, and he's on pace for a 30-some-odd goal season. Well, let's give the kids a little bit of credit here in a dark cloud. Sounds weird to say that because Nuge is not portrayed as that kind of player but yeah. it's I'm so happy for him and like we talk about it's going to be so it's going to feel so bad when he gets traded next year <laughs> next season. but I honestly like you cannot trade nude you can't do it with this like bef- at the beginning of the season I was like yeah yeah he's probably gonna get traded but you can't trade him now I'd be so mad oh I'd be so mad too especially like look at the Matt Duchesne trade last night yeah no one for one. You, you can't plan ahead for injuries. That's terrible. But what happens if McDavid or Drysaddle does go down and you don't have Nugent Hopkins? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And you got Ryan Strom as your second line center, and God bless him for his uh, A effort. effort yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's not a top six player. And if if you guys, I'm sure you guys remember, but in that 20, when was he drafted? 2011? Yes. Yeah. There were so many stories about how good offensively he was. I saw a couple of, of the Rebels games. They played the Oil Kings in the playoffs this draft year. So I saw a couple of those games, and you hear the stories just about the vision and how he could hit guys across the rink looking at the reflection in the glass. And then came to bad Oiler team and kind of struggled after injuries and never really didn't have like a full off season until two or three years ago. Maybe this was the Nugent Hopkins that was advertised back in 2011. And his best year offensively was his rookie season. Yep. 
And maybe this is just, he's 20, what, he's 24 years old now? 20. He's a veteran, which is so weird to say, Amazing. 24 years old. Yeah. But no, he's definitely taken a step forward. And I know the wins aren't really showing it right now, but that's a guy who's helped keep them above water, even though they're four games under 500 right now. He's easily one of the best forwards on any given night. Yeah. I, and I think that's what they need from him, and that's what he's providing. I think I know the answer, but I'll ask both you guys is if the Oilers do make a trade, who would you be? And let's take McDavid and Drysaddle out of them. Let's take McDavid, Drysaddle, and Talbot out of this because clearly those three players probably aren't getting traded. You're right. But what player would leave you just gutted if they do make the move? Well, it's like when Chris said, I've been tweeting Operation Brown Bananas for like six months now. When Nuge gets traded, and I think it's going to be him next summer because guys like Nurse need contracts, Benning needs contracts, Maroon needs a contract, the fucking Russell contract is crazy. Uh, Connors kicks in. They got to move somebody, and Lucic's contract is not getting moved. It's horrible. It's an anchor. So it's going to be Nuge, and I'm going to cry. I probably will cry too. Like I'm going to hold his jersey and I'm going to cuddle it and I'm going to pretend like a little baby Nuge on draft day in 2011 when we we're all so excited. Babyface was there. Now he's still Babyface. Looks the exact same. He like does. Yeah. Eight years later, seven, six, six years later, and it's going to be him. It's going to be him. I agree with you. Uh, to be different though, I'm going to go with Pat Maroon because yeah, I'm going to really? be sad when he leaves. I like I love him. Love the guy. Personality. Like he's he can. He can score goals without Connor. Yep. Like he has done one. He's gone one on one against top demon and scored. He like if he continues it, we all know who knows what he's going to ask for. And I think that's going to be his trade bait. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm going to miss him if he's gone. What's great about Patrick Maroon is when he was acquired. That's the one guy you can clearly point to and look like. Oh, you clearly took your exit meeting seriously, and you yeah had to work on certain things and. He knows that if he just works hard, he gets to keep playing with the best player in the world. And it's not easy to play with the best player in the world sometimes. And that's a guy who's really taken advantage of all his opportunities. And yeah, it's shown. Like, he lost so... Like, the first few games, I barely recognized him on the yeah. ice. He just... He looked quicker. He lost all the weight. As long as he uh, can keep it up and help this turn around this He's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah. yeah, that's a contract that, if it's not here, if it's somewhere else... Those are figures that are going to be, that's going to be one of those contracts that kind of sets the tone for the rest yeah. of free agents. Well, if Maroon got this, my client should get this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, And it's a gamble too, because I mean, if let's just say as an example, he leaves Edmonton in free agency. The other GMs are going to have to bet on whether he can produce as he did away from McDavid, which is a huge question mm-hmm. if you're going to sign him for a multi-year deal. At this point, I... But that's where, like, do you sign him... Because this is last year, right? Yeah. It's like, do you sign him sooner than later to yeah. try beat that? So And then ask ask a guy like Anson Carter, who got to play with Henrik and Daniel in Vancouver, <laughs> ask them how that worked out for him to yeah. too much money after. He so. went to Columbus, I think. Yeah. So, I think Columbus, he never matched the 30-some-odd goals. That no, and that just shows you, well, the Twins always had a... Had a rotating winger but yeah a guy like Anton Carter didn't really have a ton of success after that so mm-hmm. uh, that's that is very interesting the one guy for me and I've, I haven't even seen his name in rumors but I think Darnell Nurse has been one of the better if not the best defenseman for the Oilers this year and that could be obviously a very interesting trade piece to dangle I yep. hope his name isn't out there because defenseman takes so much time to develop and so much time has already been invested in Darnell Nurse that he's maybe looking like what they were hoping for when they drafted him. And like, sure. not like he was awful. It's just he was a young defenseman. And yeah. there's clearly a jump from the OHL to the AHL to the NHL. And it seems like he finally has his feet under him. He's. It's funny you brought him up because, he, like I said, both he both he and Benning need new contracts this summer. And there's already Clefbaum there. There's already Larson there. There's already Sakara and there's already Russell. How much money are they going to put into whatever those guys are and where are the Oilers going to slot them in because right now Chris Russell is playing the fewest minutes of any defenseman and he's paid like he should not be playing the fewest (laughs) minutes of any defenseman so it's going to be really interesting that defense is going to be a wild picture come June if you guys had to July if you had to pick one and we're looking way ahead but if you if if the Oilers could only re-sign Nurse or Benning who would you rather sign let's Uh, just say for argument's sake I know it's going to be different it's going to be the same contract Nurse or betting who would you rather take? Because I take Nurse nine times out of ten. Actually, no, I'll take that back. I take Nurse ten times out of ten over Benning. I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I'd take Nurse too. Benning's I'd more for the size yeah, and down the yeah, road. Like that's yeah. Benning's strong and he's like hard on the puck. But I don't know. I think Nurse just has the edge on him. I think Nurse as well, just based on his toolbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got size 
I really like the way he's jumping into the rush this year, and he's picking his spots when he's doing it yep. too. Uh, he doesn't look like that head in the clouds quite as much where you just look at him. It, like he'll get lost in the corner somewhere near, and then somebody scores and you're like, oh, that was an ugly one, Daryl. But it's he's, tough considering how many lefties the Oilers have. That's yeah. a really tough question. Yeah, and really that's tough. the thing that Benning has working for him is just simply his dad gave him a right-handed yeah, stick exactly. when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell you what, we'll take one more quick time out of this Real Life Podcast. Michelle, Bag Milk, and Chris the Intern on the Real Life Podcast. The Real Life Podcast is brought to you by sumojerky.com, which I thought was a stupid business at first until I got into it. Let me just explain it. It's basically a jerky of the month club, which sounds very, very silly until you start thinking it through. So basically, head over to sumojerky.com, sign up yourself, or even better, give it as a gift. Now, you're not just getting sumo jerky. What sumo jerky is, is they source like artisan handmade jerky that you would find at a farmer's market on a Saturday morning in like uh, Topeka, Kansas. Like they'll get all these strange jerkies that you've never even thought of or heard of, but it's the top quality jerkies in the world. Matter of fact, sumojerky.com has had one of the highest satisfaction ratings of any subscription service on earth since 2014. Think about artisan beef jerky showing up at your house every month, or even better yet, showing up at your dad's house every month as a gift. You get him a Christmas gift and you sign up and it just shows up every single month. He gets three types of jerky. You head over to sumojerky.com, type in your preferences so you don't get the cilantro jerky and you don't get the pineapple jerky because you got basic taste and you get pepper jerky and teriyaki jerky, but it's from Texas and it's made with love and it shows up. If you want that to be part of your life, sumojerky.com is where you need to head. One final segment to go on the Real Life Podcast brought to you by our friends at Hanson Distillery and something tells me Oilers Nation has been dipping into Hanson Distillery over the last, well, since the season really started. If there's one thing that we're good at, it's stocking the office with booze. Yeah? We have so so much much booze. Whether it's like licensed or not. <laughs> We've got these jars of hooch that have been oh, sitting wow. there for months and there's like Adam and Sales are just like, boys, we're going to have some of that hooch. It's so good. Like there's this like a weird stick of cinnamon in it. It's like mason jars. It's the best. Never we- cracked it yet though. Like no. I don't know what we're waiting for. We're, we're always like, because remember the champagne that was in the fridge? Yeah, a lot of champagne. That stayed there for so long and then we finally drank it. So it's like, it's all just <laughs> building up until one... <laughs> One big event. It's like a random day of mimosas. When, we'll have like mimosas. Yeah. Just... Nugent Hopkins gets traded. All that hooch is going <laughs> oh. down the drain. Oh, yeah. Like every, every, uh, everybody hurts is coming on. And like, <laughs> yeah. Love hurts. Just all the sad songs. There's just going to be me in a corner in the dark, like under a blanket. Just like, does anybody need anything? And like, <laughs> just go back there. You're, you're weird now. I don't like want to play- talk about that day. Yeah. It's like a playlist I used to make when I was in junior high, getting mm-hmm. dumped all the time. Yeah. Put a little dashboard confessional on that. Oh. You know what? It's funny you brought them up because I was just listening to their live unplugged album. Great album. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do. I did the dip the other day. I was going like, you know what? I haven't listened to a little dashboard. Crowd sing along that one. MTV unplugged. Again, I go unnoticed. Forget about it. Chris, you ever get into Dashboard Confessional? A little over my head. Oh boy, yeah, I was quite the you know, I was quite sad for whatever reason. (laughs) Sometimes you had to be, you know. Yeah, but I was looking back like, why was I sad? Oh, I used to listen to me. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Brothers, just an emotional teenager. That's fair. Happens to everyone. Some of the music I used to listen to, like, I was cleaning out junk in my house, and I found just massive boxes of CDs. Oh, nice. And at this point, what do you do with them? I actually sold. I moved in the summer, so I have same thing. I have. What am I going to do with Ace Ventura one and two on DVD <laughs> that I'm never going to watch? Or what am I going to do with? I just watched those. Oh really? Yeah, oh, on I Netflix. I should have given them to you. Yeah. Oh, they're on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can either donate them to like libraries, or you can take them to pawn shops. Like I had two big ass tubs of CDs and DVDs. <laughs> And they gave me like 150 bucks, and they made nice. me take the ones they didn't want. But like, can you just take them? Yeah. No, you have to take them. Yeah, you throw these away. Yeah, I'm like, well, <laughs> so I went and donated them. But there are places to get rid of the CDs. Cool. I got to look into that because, like I said, there's just massive boxes. Like you said, there's Rubbermaid bins. Yep. They weigh a thousand pounds. Open it up, and you're like, oh, I guess I don't need Snow's album anymore. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I can just get it all. Maybe I do. Yeah, you you never know. You never know. It's nice to have. Throw it on, throw it on a hard drive. You'll always have it. I got Apple Music, man. I assume Snow is welcomed. Being streamed. On uh, the Jobs Network. Uh, we never asked, but where is Wanye today? He's is, a, he just, is he taking this loss, losing streak too seriously? He's so 
much to heart that he flew to Iceland. Yeah, that's that's fair. This question has been brought up like four times this week at Nation HQ, and it's a different look. Someone says a yeah. different location every time. First, it was like Dubai, and it was Iceland. <laughs> really, we don't know for sure. Probably Iceland, right? What if we, I think it's Iceland. What okay. if he's been dead this whole time and he's just a ghost that might we all have. just happened to become friends with? And he he's got somebody around. running his Instagram? Yeah. I could see that. He's never been around. Wouldn't surprise me at all. I think he's going to be back next week. And we'll see where I think, so. I think at the end of the week he's coming back, yeah. Okay, well, if you're listening, Wanye, we miss you. Speaking of which, I hope Twitter's still around when I die so that I can schedule posthumous tweets, oh. like, way down the road, just, like, two months after I'm dead, like, hey, guys, what's up? What's going on? That's happened with, actually, a couple dead celebrities. Yeah. It's a little, like, oh, no. Like, right weird. after Joan Rivers died, I can think of her hawking something on Facebook. <laughs> like, a week after she died, like, oh, forgot to cancel the scheduling on that one. Or just, like, if you have those apps on Facebook that, like, give you your horoscopes daily, uh, yeah. those will pop up. I hope Twitter's not around when I die, because otherwise, if it'll just be people reading all my awful tweets. Yeah, that's true. That would be terrible. I hope Twitter's not around. There was actually a guy uh, a couple days ago when I... Well, yesterday, when I tweeted out that I was going to eat a can of beets, and he said, please don't do this. You'll have grandkids one day that will be embarrassed of you. Oh, uh, like, if that's where the line is drawn? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, a bunch of people tweeted at him that know me personally, like just my high school buddies or whatever. They're like, listen, if you think that's the worst thing he's ever done in his life, you're doing all right. Like, just you'll eat the beets. Could you imagine, like... Grandpa Milky, the kids are making fun of me because you ate beets in 2017. What were you thinking? Oh, man. They just have to go through thousands of horrible tweets. Do you That's know what, what I'm mean? looking forward to most when I turn, like, 80, is, like, reading beats. the tweets. <laughs> First of all, beats. Okay. Second of all, reading tweets I made as like a twenty-year-old oh. kid. No, I cringe. You know, I get, you know how Facebook has like the flashback yeah, yeah, memories. Yeah. Yes, I have that just to go back and delete like really old shitty. So fans. funny you said that because like I just had one of those. It's like nine years ago you said this. I'm like, oh, that's you can't say that. Yeah. So then no, you just yeah. go, you go, <laughs> you go and you delete them. You're like, oh my god. It's funny when you come across the ones and it was like eight years ago and you're pissed at the Oilers. Oh, same. <laughs> Nothing's yeah, changed. Same thing. Yeah. I actually something just popped up and I, I usually don't share those things but I just say oh, I added a comment like hey you remember this day and then a buddy of mine texts me goes holy shit my comment did not age well can you delete that <laughs> and it wasn't I'm not going to say it was racist but it was just something that you probably wouldn't get out there in the public because like can you take that out yeah no, no problem yeah buddy. internet doesn't forget no and I mean like if you're one of those people that has had Twitter since inception I'm sure you've said some horrible things oh, yeah. do you guys remember your first ever tweet no, do you? I do. Mashing I some legends of wrestling. Oh, nice. Uh. Yeah, so it sounded like I was 12, but I was really yep. 20 years old. Okay. So All right. Same old, same old. That was the first tweet I ever sent. I should go back. Yeah, I don't remember. I, think, like, I don't think you need to go back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. Keep moving forward. What do you think about the people that routinely delete tweets, though? I feel uh, like they're, you know, I feel like, like you almost have to own it if you said something yeah, shitty. If, is it as in like their prediction was wrong about a game and they go back and delete it? Or no, just... or just like bulk deleting. Like I've noticed this, especially in the recent Twitter climate yeah. where you'll go and you'll see it like, wait a minute, you had 80,000 tweets like two weeks now ago. You're now you have four. Yeah, now you're down to like 40 or whatever. And then I don't know. It just seems suspect to me. You can always tell when people are applying for jobs because their Twitter will get <laughs> oh, locked yeah, for like two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or they'll change it to something different yeah. and then. Well, I hope I never get fired because of my Twitter account, but who knows? You tweeted that just uh, yeah, the other day. Whole, <laughs> oh, yes. My, I think we all agree that all our Twitters would be much better if we didn't love our jobs so much. 100%. That is true. Oh, yeah. do you guys, I, we chat about it on the podcast. Chris, do you know the comedian Joe Mandy? Heard of him. He made a career, not a career, but he would always tell people that tripped him just to suck my dick. Yeah. That's pretty much what he <laughs> and that's tweeted his all the job. time. Like, yeah. He's allowed to get away yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I think all our jobs would be better on Twitter. Boys, that wraps up a fun three-headed monster of uh, the real-life podcast. Chris, thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having it. me. I think you do have a job interview, judging by the way you're dressed today. Yeah, we should it. talk about that. Chris yeah, showed quickly. up wearing slacks, nice shoes. Did he think it was super serious? Is that what it is? Like, no, you thought I'm, you had to dress uh, up? I'm hanging out with the big league, so I thought I'd uh, make myself look good for you guys. Looking sharp. I dress up in a tux every podcast, but today I thought I'd... Yeah, we just down. switched. It's a onesie yeah, for me. Yeah, looking <laughs> sharp, man. But now, like, the pressure is on. Like, we've met a couple of times but now I always expect you to wear <laughs> That's cool. like I this. can live up to that. Yeah, looking sharp. Considering where you work and what you do for a living, do you ever look at your dress clothes and be like, well, I bought these for no reason? Yeah, it, that's funny because like <laughs> uh, my last year in university and stuff, I was like, man, I got to get some like nice looking clothes and some button-ups. <laughs> and then uh, here I am wearing a hoodie and a snapback every day. Yeah, Imagine when was the last time you dressed up. 
Uh, I whenever I go to Oilers games for work, I usually have to dress up. Uh, no, I do, yeah. and actually, I I actually don't mind dressing up. I'm more comfortable like this, wearing like a who farted T-shirt and Air Jordan sweats. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not to toot my horn, I think I look pretty good when I'm dressed up, though. Hell yeah, you do. So, I agree. So I thank agree. you. Well, if you see Mark Maggio at a Oilers game, please tell him. How good he looks, because yeah, it's probably true. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I appreciate clothing compliments and shoe compliments. So, Are you a shoe guy? I am, yeah. I'm wearing just you- off the walls today, but mm-hmm. I'll wear a nice pair of Air Jordans. Are you one things. of those guys that has multiple pairs of the same shoe? No, I haven't got to that level yet. Because our boss, Nation HQ Overlord, uh, I won't say your name, <laughs> he's one of those dudes that, got, that buys two pairs of, of shoes. One to wear and one to show on display. Well, yeah, or to keep in storage for who knows what. Yeah, I feel like he has a collection of shoes. Like, like every day I look at his shoes and I'm like, man, I have one good shoe. <laughs> I have <laughs> one good shoe. I wish I had that type of money to be able to buy two pairs of Jordans. Quick story before we wrap. John Mayer, yes, the crooner, he once suggested that shoes release a third shoe, one for just display. You get your left, your right, and one for display. Oh, that's not bad. I'll give John just Mayer like credit. for your house? Like yeah, for just your, like sneakerheads okay, like closet. to collect it, and okay. that's, that's why not they buy two. So, yeah, I don't mind that. Because you don't need two pairs for display, no. or two shoes. Yeah, so, so you like, give your left and your right, and then just one neutral that you can hang on a wall. I was like those stories you see sometimes on social media, and who knows if they're true or not, but in my head I like to think they're true, of the two people who each lost one leg or something, and uh, then they yeah. meet once a year and yeah. buy one pair of shoes. That's the shit I live for. Adorable. That's what social media used to be, Mesh. Now, <laughs> now it's all people yelling at each other. everyone being angry. What are the stories about old love? Got to find a new app for that. Maybe we'll find it next week on the Real Life Podcast. But wait, this is fun. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. Good to talk to you. Thanks for listening to the Real Life Podcast brought to you by Hanson Distilleries. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.